Hello and welcome to On Walking the Way. This week we're going to talk about something a little different. We're going to take a break from James for a second and look at what I'm calling the idea of Jesus. When we sin, do we ever imagine that Jesus is standing next to us? I doubt it. I know I don't, and that's a big problem. Years ago, there was a Christian fad of wearing bracelets with the letters WWJD on them, or What Would Jesus Do? Now, as fads go, this was actually a pretty good question. But it only works if you believe that Jesus is real, alive, and present. Without that living awareness of the presence of Jesus, faith becomes an academic matter, nothing but a series of questions regarding various propositions that we believe to be true or false. But when you have a living faith in a living Jesus, you are living every day in the presence of Jesus. And with that active knowledge of his presence, most of the so-called difficult questions we face tend to get real clear real fast. So why don't we live in that place of constant fellowship with Jesus? That is the more difficult question and the one I plan to work on today. As I think about this, it occurs to me that Jesus has been abstracted down from being a living person that is always present with us to various sets of abstract ideas or theologies or practices or cultures. We do this because these are the kind of things that we can consider from a comfortable distance, as if we were shopping online or something. Now, there are so many flavors of Jesus to choose from. We can shop around from church to church to find exactly the flavor that pleases us. We can choose to have a certain kind of Jesus, but on our terms, rather than the Lord Jesus on his terms. As Paul once told Timothy, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Now, church hopping and taste testing, so to speak, is bad enough, and I could fill this article and probably five more just looking at everything involved with that whole phenomenon. But I think the most destructive fruit of abstracting Jesus down from a living person to an idea grows in our private lives. We simply can't have a relationship of any kind with an idea. You can only have a relationship with a living person. Ideas don't care and they don't feel but a person does. Ideas don't get offended, but a person does. So, if we understand Jesus as a person, we need to understand our sins as offenses against an actual person. And not just any person, but the person who suffered beyond understanding, 
and gave his own life to save us from the very sins we are committing. As Peter once said, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about when my grandkids were young, they loved to play peekaboo, and some of them, when they covered their eyes, believed that when they couldn't see us, we couldn't see them. Now, it was hilarious. But here's what I'm thinking. How often do we, or more importantly I, pretend that because we can't see Jesus, he can't see us? How often do we act as if he just simply can't see us? And how often do we act as if he does not even exist? Thousands of years ago, the psalmist understood this phenomenon and writes this song to remind us of the living reality of God. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be as night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. So why do we hide? I suppose that can be, there can be many reasons ranging from just pure evil to crippling shame. Maybe we like our sin and don't want to think about Jesus. Well, that would be the evil part. Or maybe the shame of our past sin causes us to want to hide from Jesus. Well, that's really just unbelief in what he's done for us. But either way, when we do this, we walk in unbelief. We don't believe in the resurrection, though we say we do which I guess only adds to the shame I was talking about a second ago. We don't believe that he really forgives, so we're afraid to look into his face. No matter what our idea, it's a bad one. Jesus died to restore our relationship with God. Faith is believing his death was enough. Jesus rose again to give us hope. He poured out his spirit on us to give us strength this week. Let's encourage each other in the faith that what Jesus did was enough. Let's walk in the revelation that not only can we now walk with Jesus and look into his face, he desires it enough that the cross did not seem to him to be too high a price. And when we feel overwhelmed, let's remember that the same spirit that was at work in creation is in us by faith. And let's have a great week with Jesus. And now, 
My head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. That's Psalms 27, and let's have a great week.